Welcome, Girls on the Run, Coach Christine and Coach Shelby here. We are so excited to have you here with us. We know you're laced up and ready to go, so let's get our warm-ups underway. We're going to kick it off with some star jumps in three, two, and one. Gonna make a big X star shape with your body. Gonna bring those arms down, feet back together, rinsing and repeating all the way through making sure when we go back into that star shape, we wiggle our fingers, stretch out really, really tall, and then come back with our feet back together, arms down. And if you're smiling, we give you extra bonus points. We're gonna go ahead and move it into our forward lunges in three, two, and one. You're gonna stand with your hands on your hips, feet apart, and you're gonna take your left leg, make a big step forward and lunge down, bringing your right knee parallel to the ground, not going too far down to where your knee hits the ground, but still feeling that stretch all the way through, bringing your feet back together at the center and repeating on your right side, taking a big step on your right foot, squatting down or lunging down, I should say, with that other left knee going towards the ground, going to bring it back up, and then we're going to hit it with side lunges in three, two, and one, these side lunges, you're gonna take your right leg, bring it out to your right side, keep your left leg straight. You're gonna lunge into it, feeling all of those muscles in the inner part of your leg stretching out. Gonna bring it back to center here, and you're gonna repeat on the other side. Again, taking a moment here, taking a big deep breath, letting all of those good feelings fill you up to be on this run and get some miles done. So we're going to bring it back to center, shake it all out, and let's get ready, y'all. In three, two, one. Going to start with our walking warm-up. If you're inside, you can walk in place. Make sure that you don't bump into any bits or bobbles laying around if you're outside, remembering those safety tips that we talked about in our first episode. And I'm going to throw it over to Coach Christine. How are you, my dear? I am feeling great, Coach Shelby. I love the warm up. I love us being able to get out there for that walk and get moving and grooving. And of course, we're able to set our intention so that we can have a strong, good workout from start to finish. So we are very lucky to have amongst us today, Betsy Hughes from Track Shack. And Betsy, we cannot wait to share some time with you, get to hear a little bit more about Park Avenue 5K and a whole lot about you. Welcome, Betsy. Thank you, guys. I'm excited to be here. So, Betsy, you heard about Girls on the Run, their conundrum. I think John actually went out and kind of helped with the site assessment and saw that their 5K that they had trained so hard for was unfortunately not going to be take able to take place because as you know, we had multiple storms over the summer. You're actually in the middle of dealing with some hurricane storm damage yourself. So you guys kind of chatted about it and decided, you know what, we can make it happen for them. It may just be a little bit further in the future, but they're going to have the 5K of a lifetime just in a short couple of days, actually. Yeah, Park Avenue 5K is a 5K that we have produced in Winter Park right on Park Avenue for many, many years. And we're thrilled to have a Girls on the Run component this year. So we're so excited to welcome all the girls and their parents. Um, we're super, super excited um, to 
to let them see what a large 5K is like, but also it's their own 5K. So there'll be a lot of people, but you'll still be with your own groups and your smiles and your laughter, but it's still 3.1 miles. So everything that Coach Shelby's telling you to do today is really important. Absolutely. So Track Shack has been an institution here in the Central Florida community. I won't even say running community because it's way beyond just the running community for decades. And can you give us a little bit about how you guys got your start? Yes, definitely. I was actually um, in high school when Track Shack started, but I ran track and cross country locally here. I was at Winter Park High School but I started running when I was at Glen Ridge Middle School. And so I was 14 when I started running and I didn't know a whole lot about it. So joining that team was so important. The camaraderie, the coaching, um, and I just fell in love with it. And then in high school, I fell in love with this other guy named John who has been my husband for 40 years. And we, uh, he also was a runner, so we started working at Track Shack and we have owned it ourselves for over 40 years. Wow. Running literally gave everything. I love it. <laughs> yep, sure did. Incredible. Well, you guys have gone the distance, pun intended, because I'm silly like that. Girls, you're going to go the distance because we're going to take it into our first happy pace segment. Now, it's going to be a little longer, but we know that you've got what it takes. And remember, if you decide to walk this out or you can take some breaks, feel free to do so. We're going into a 12-minute segment. Nice, tall, and proud. Take that deep breath. Get those shoulders down and back. And let's go in three, two, and one. So 40 years later, we've got Track Check. We have a marriage made in heaven and you've been part of the running community making it happen and park avenue 5k is one of just the incredible races that you guys put on throughout the year what does where do you feel that park avenue kind of stands out from all of the other incredible track shack races or what stands out for you specifically well you know what's great is it's the first local 5k after the new year every year So, you know, we're all setting those goals New Year's Eve. I'm going to exercise every day. I'm going to eat better. Uh, I'm going to take good care of myself so that I can take care of everybody else in my life. And so that 5K um, is that first event of the year. So that's one reason it's just so much fun. The other thing that really stands out about the Park Avenue 5K are all the food vendors and all the different runners and walkers that come out to do sometimes their very first 5k ever um lots of lots of fun it's just like a big party in the park that's exactly how i feel about practically every single track shack event but i do feel like the park avenue 5k does have a little bit of extra party feels probably because i love me some food and you guys have a lot of food at this particular race so of course it is very exciting and let's not forget because I know that it's very special. The course is incredible. It's such a beautiful course. So we're gonna start off at Park Avenue and then we will have, of course, the stage. And girls, as you're running through here, let me let you know, it is so exciting having that community come together and hearing the announcer and the music's going and just a whole lot of fun before you actually officially get out there into your run for that race day. And then you get to actually kind of travel, seeing the city and seeing the area on your own two feet 
kind of has a whole different viewpoint than you would from the car, even a bicycle. Wouldn't you agree, Coach Shelby, when you go out for your races and runs? Oh, yeah. You you get immersed in where you're at versus, again, the course is closed. You don't have to be as worried about cars and other pedestrians and everything. You just get all of that energy. And Betsy, I love what you said about how this is a standing race. It's something you all do every year. But being able for the girls on the run to experience a large 5K and being able to expand their community, they're obviously expanding their own bounds right now by having to pivot and have the extended season. So it does make it even just that more special because these girls get to go amongst so many different runners, so many different walkers. They're going to see the true spread of our sport and just the magic that running does bring. And you had said about everything that running's brought to your life, both on and off the actual physical run. So I just, I love it. And that's one big reason I love races is being able to be immersed in different areas, different running communities, different walking communities. And it just, it truly is magical. Like I even get goosebumps listen like saying all this and listening to this and i i embrace it i get the worm and fuzzies with the running no matter what well it sounds like coach shelby you're getting a whole lot of heart from that girl wheel which brings me to the next question i'm sure you're familiar with the the goater uh curriculum a little bit the girls on the run curriculum where it's all about that heart wheel or the wheel where it's got the heart social body spirit and brain we'd love to hear betsy what's maybe your favorite part of that girl wheel we know they're all interconnected we know it's super hard to pick a favorite so i'm putting you on the spot here (laughs) it is hard to pick a favorite and just so you all know coaches and girls i helped coach back i can't remember but it was back toward the beginning of our Um, local girls on the run. I was at Howard Middle School and that's back when we had both the elementary and the middle school level. Um, But it is hard to pick, but I definitely would say the heart. And I think that the heart is so important because we have to love ourselves. We have to love our body. We have to love everything about ourselves before we can pass that on to everyone in our life. And that's why I would choose the heart. So true. So incredibly true. And running really has helped me love myself even more and appreciate what my body can do and what movement can do for my brain, for my spirit, for everything. What about you, Coach Christine? Well, you know, it makes me think of, you said it, Betsy, earlier on, that when people are setting their goals for the new year, that taking care of themselves better so they could take care of others in their lives. I think that you're saying it yet again in kind of a different way, but how important it is that girls right now, right here, you may not realize this, but you're setting an example for your neighbors, maybe for some of your younger siblings or younger cousins or some of your friends in your life. Every step you take is inspiring and motivating those around you, and you're probably also feeling better, more confident, so you're able to be a little bit more patient. I'm definitely more patient after I've gone for my run. She is. So it does does expand our lives and how we can be there for others in so many beautiful ways by kind of prioritizing our time for ourselves. So I think that that's definitely one of my favorites. I'm all heart, but I have to say this, it's so hard to pick a favorite part of the curriculum because truly, Betsy, as you know, Coach Shelby, as you know, it's such a 
beautiful program. It's so much fun. And I love the teamwork aspect. So I think that's what I'm excited about for that Park Avenue 5K is that these girls get to be with their teams in person and really celebrate with the community, which will be just a bigger part of their team. Now, Betsy, I would love to hear, because obviously having this long journey with running, with Track Shack and everything in between, there's obviously been a lot of times throughout those 40 years that you've had to change course, you've had to go when plans didn't go as planned. So I'd love to hear, because we've already talked about with other guests and telling our girls how great they're doing, taking it unexpected and making lemonade out of lemons. So is there something either running or with Track Shack that you can think of to where you've had something, you know, not work out exactly, but it wound up coming into a beautiful fruition and taking those lemons and making some some nice refreshing lemonade that you can have post-run. That sounds delicious. I'm thirsty right now. And girls, you know, you have to hydrate every single day. Don't wait till the day before your 5K. So I always have my water bottle with me. Something that's really special about all the running I've done and in our store and the events that we put on um, is that we have an opportunity to plant seeds every day. And so we're not planting a lemon tree per se with those seeds, but we're planting the idea that it's okay to go out and do what you, you can do, what your body can do, what your mind can do. Um, you don't have to be doing what everybody else is doing. If you can go out and exercise three or four times a week, that's fantastic. If you get tired and you can't run the whole way, then walk. So walking is super, super key when you're training for a 5K because you don't have to say, oh my gosh, I just can't finish because I can't keep running. That's okay. As long as your legs are going forward the whole time and, and, and walking counts. So just know when you do your 5K, and that's something that we teach in our training programs too. Don't go out too fast. You know, run with your soulmate. Talk when you're running. That means you're going a really good pace. You're not going too fast. And then if you do get really tired, just walk. And then when you feel better again, start running. So I think for us, um, back, back when we started running, nobody was allowed to walk in a race. But the world's changed. We include everybody now. It's so inclusive. It's We don't even call it a race anymore. We call our 5Ks events because we include the runners. We include the walkers. And girls, you are going to see people doing the 5K in wheelchairs. You're going to see people doing the 5K that are over 80 years old. It's going to be an incredible day. You're going to learn a lot, not just about yourself, but about the people in your community. So I think for us, what we do here at Track Shack is we plant those seeds to encourage people to exercise. So you basically live the, hey, life gives you lemons, you make lemonade, you you just you pull yourself up by your running shoes and you keep going. I, I 
I love that. I mean, it's it's literally everything Girls on the Run teaches you, what we as runners know, and that's beautiful. I love the planting seeds analogy too, because I see that so much with what the girls, what you girls are doing right here, right now. For every single run that you put out there, it's where you're nurturing that fitness base, you're growing a little stronger so that you are more ready for your big 5K event um, so that you feel strong and good. And then that's just like another seed. You still get to blossom more post the event. There's always ways to grow beyond that. So such a great analogy for all aspects of life. And even having a little bit of that event being pushed back has given you such a big opportunity to grow as well of knowing that sometimes that happens and that we still have to find ways around those obstacles. Now you girls are doing amazing. We have about 90 more seconds before we have an official two minute. I'm sorry, friends. Actually, I I made it sound like two minutes, but it's just going to be 60 seconds where we'll be at the halfway point. We could do a little bit of stretching, a little bit of grabbing a sip of water, or you could just get a good deep dragon breath before we turn around for our other segment. So keep strong here for just 60 more seconds. And then when we are on the other side, I do want to hear more, Betsy, as to what we could tell the girls that they should be preparing for in this final week or final days leading up to the race, because you've already started the conversation with hydration, such an important part of the game and not waiting until the actual race day to stay hydrated, hydrating the days and weeks leading up to it is very, very important. So I can't wait to hear more about what, what other tips um, you can offer them as they get ready for the big event on Park Avenue 5k on Saturday. It's going to be so exciting. So 30 more seconds here. Coach, what are you going to do? Are you going to have a stretch? Are you going to do some, a little bit of dancing in between? What are we doing for our 60 second break? Listen, you know, I never, ever pass up an opportunity to dance. My middle name should be dance, much to the the sparing of all the people around me. But I'm going to dance. I'm going to shake it out. I'm going to stretch. And I'm just loving every second of it. Well, we've got it right here, right now, ladies, in five, four, three, two, and one. This is your halfway point. If you want to go ahead and dance it out a little bit, maybe to the music in the background or do a little, I do shoulder shimmies because it gets me that opportunity to reset my posture or maybe even stretch up towards the sky. I'm doing it right here, right now because it feels so good to stretch out that back. Take a deep breath, bring those arms back down, and I finish in a shoulder shimmy again, and then I go ahead and turn around and get ready to set that intention to finish up this workout as strong as I started it, maybe even a little stronger because we've got some fun tips on the other side waiting for you. So coach, you are dancing it out. Betsy, what do you usually do in the midway point of your, do you celebrate the halfway point? Oh, for sure. Um, If I'm doing a walk, I might say, okay, Betsy, you can walk, uh, if I'm doing a run, you can walk for 30 seconds now, you're halfway there. And it's a fast 30 seconds, but it rejuvenates my body so that when I start running again. But um, Coach Christine, you talked about your shoulders. I'm always out in the neighborhood when I'm walking and running to do funky things with my arms or my posture. And also, I'm a little older than everybody that's listening, so I like to get some of my um, arm muscles back, so I'm always moving my arms, and that's allowed. So, just don't stop moving. Absolutely. So, let's do that right here and now, ladies. Let's go ahead and turn around and start in three, 
two in one, heading back towards home. If you're outside, if you're inside, maybe you decide to walk in place or jog in place at a different section of the house, whatever keeps you motivated and excited. Now, you discussed, Betsy, that you kind of always move your arms around. I feel like that's, I like to shake out my hands sometimes when I'm running or moving and grooving. What other tips do you have for leading up into the race day and for race day for them to feel as strong as possible for all the girls that are with us right here and now? Well, we always want to think about what we eat before we go to bed and how late we're going to have dinner because it's important not to go to sleep right after you eat a big meal. So that whole week um, that we're leading up to the 5K, you know, talk to your parents, maybe try to eat a little bit earlier because the sleep that you get is super important, not just the night before the 5K, but really every night. It helps you get up a little, with a little more energy. Um, it helps your schoolwork and it will definitely help your event that you're gonna do. Um, so I think dinner time is very important. And I always tell everybody, you know, all your whole life, your meals are important. Don't skip meals. Who knows what breakfast means? Breakfast means break your fast. So I get up early in the morning to go for my run, as long as I've had a good night's sleep. But then I always have just a little something in my tummy. It might be, you know, a quarter of a banana. It might be half a piece of toast. But breaking your fast before you exercise is a good thing to do. But now that I'm telling you that, and the 5K is just in a couple days, you have to remember we have a slogan at Track Shack and our training programs. It's called Nothing New Race Day. So on all these exercise times leading up to the event, you want to do it the same way you're going to do it race day so that your body's ready and adjusted and, and you, you, don't, you don't have a new pair of socks on. You've already tried those socks on a run. You, you don't have a new pair of shoes, but you make sure you double knot them so they don't come untied during the run. Um, and just be comfortable in what you're wearing. So these are just things that help us get ready. And then maybe later I can tell you more things about the day of the 5K. I, I'm totally happy that you brought up to one, nothing new on race day and two, that you still have to have a snack and feel your body before the event. Now, coach Christine, not to call you out, but I know you are not an early morning person, but I know no matter what, even when we just did our race uh, a little bit over a month ago, you got up. You had a snack and you made sure to get that little bit of fuel in. So Betsy, I'm so happy that you made that point for all the girls listening that you need to fuel, even though it's early, it's gonna be an early wake up. Coach Christine's gonna do it. I'm holding her accountable. I'm gonna text her the morning of. So take your take your guardians, take your family, make sure they know that you need a snack. Text your girls on the run, friends, reach out to your coaches and and make sure that you guys are all taking care of yourselves and each other before this event. Yes. And I love actually, Betsy, you pretty much nailed the two items that I go to for those early breaking the fast because as Coach Shelby said, it is 100% true. 
it, I feel like when I first get up early in the morning is the only time of day that I am not necessarily hungry, but I know it's very important. So I will have a little bit of a banana or a little bit of a toast. Sometimes maybe if I know that it's going to be a, a more energy required, I might put a little bit of a nut butter on there, but toast and banana seems to settle the best for me. Um, what about you, Coach Shelby? What do you have as, before you get out that door? I usually, I, I feel like I'm a bit redundant in all of these episodes because I do go for a piece of bread and some banana and some peanut butter. It's It works for my stomach. I don't get any of those morning rumbles. Um, a little bit of that carb, a little bit of that protein, stuff that I know I'm going to need as I'm out there logging miles. And it's quick. It's easy. It's something as you're maybe doing those stretches, those lunges, you can have your snack and just, you know, enjoy that wake up, enjoy that time and really bring everything center before we go out and we, we go to an event like this or we get our run. Yes. So let's continue talking about the things that we can do the week up. So we heard sleep being essential and sleep is um, one of the most important things I think you could do no matter what you're doing for activity levels, but it's such a great way to have a little bit more pep in your step and definitely so you feel as strong as possible when you wake up for your 5k. But sleeping the week before is definitely going to be even more important as Betsy already mentioned how important it is to, to maybe have dinner time a little earlier so you can head to bed a little earlier, staying hydrated for the days leading up. What are some other things that come to mind, either Betsy or Coach Shelby, that you guys think that the girls should think of in the days leading up to race morning? One point I do want to make, while sleep is very, very important, I know from personal experience, the night before the event, you might feel some butterflies, you might you might feel a little nervous, and it might be a little hard to sleep, and that's okay. That's totally normal, and that's why, like Betsy said, the week leading up is so important, so you get that sleep, you rest, you get that, that extra little oomph and little pep in your step, so that way, if you don't sleep, totally great the night before the event you'll be okay we've all been there many tossing and turnings the night before from excitement and and ready to just go out there but betsy is there anything that you want to add to the the week before so don't do all your training the week before you've been doing your training your whole time that you've been in girls on the run so you know three days before you might say well i better just see if i can do a 5 and you go out and you go a little bit farther than maybe your body wants you to, and then you might be tired on Saturday. So all your training is done now. So just focus on Saturday. Um, a little tip for the morning, and I know we're gonna talk about that more, um, but you know, I've been working finish lines for more than 40 years, and I see a lot of people cross the finish line and they're really, really tired. Sometimes they have an upset tummy. So guys and ladies, really what I meant to say, not guys, um, and soulmates, don't don't drink that Gatorade in the morning. Just just have your regular water that you're used to drinking. But no Gatorade the day before or that morning. Is that okay to tell you guys? <laughs> yes, I love to hear that. But because actually, I cannot drink Gatorade. Um, I can't drink any of the of the sports replacements, especially for five Ks. It always kind of does make my tummy not feel great. So I stick to water as well. And let's go ahead and get into, into the actual event because there's so much fun stuff to talk about that. We know you, you ladies are going to be super excited that morning. And as, I, as Shelby already mentioned, you may not sleep great the night before because you're excited. 
but let's talk about how you can feel a bit more prepared. So planning out what you're gonna wear, as, as Betsy already mentioned, not trying anything new that day. So having it maybe laid out the night before so that you don't have to worry about where it's all at the morning of and getting up maybe a little earlier because you want to allow, you want to make sure you talk to your guardians, your parents, your family, whoever's you're, ta you're taking a drive with to get to the start line. You want to prepare that maybe there may be a little bit more traffic leading into the area. So we're going to link in the episode notes of this podcast for you, for you to actually see the course, but also to see where the directions and parking is suggested because there's limited parking in that area. So it's important to get there a bit earlier so that you're not feeling frazzled. You're not having to make a mad dash to the start line or where you're meeting your fellow team and coaches. Those are the big things that come to mind for me. And again, as Coach Shelby already said, I'm not an early morning riser at all, but when it comes to event days or race days, I know that I need to get there a little earlier so I don't feel frazzled leading up to it. Now which you helped me with too. So I can speak from experience. She is a good, good friend it, for It's that. just, you want to make sure it feels smooth and you're gonna meet up with your teammates. You're gonna meet up with your coaches. You're gonna meet up in your village. You're gonna have a good, strong warm up. That's gonna be a whole lot of fun. And then Betsy, you mentioned when we go off, we're going to stick to our water because that's gonna help us with our finish line. What other day, race day type of tips would you have for the ladies? Well, Coach Christine, I'm really glad you told them to let their guardians or parents know they should come to the race early to find parking because there might be close to 3,000 people there with all our volunteers and everyone. So definitely look at the website and the email that you'll get when you register and your soulmate will get to know where parking is and look at the map that you'll have to know where you're whole group is going to meet on the big green park on Park Avenue. It's really cool, but it's going to be busy. So have that map in your mind. Then you also, this is sort of fun, and I know you can't see me, but I'm going to do it anyway. These are my props. But every one of you before the event is going to get a bib or a race number. That number matches up with you in our computer system. So this needs to be worn on the front of your t-shirt. And I think you're gonna run, run in your Girls on the Run t-shirt. So you'll use safety pins, pin this to the front of your shirt, not the back, not the back, the front. Okay, ladies? And then while you're, while you're getting ready to go to the start line, there's gonna be lots of what we call portalettes. They're bathrooms, outside bathrooms. And if you have to go, go get in line. It's not going to be dirty, I promise. But you really want to get excited because when you get to that finish line, you get to see everybody. And I don't know if we're going to go there yet right now, but there's more to come. We'll wait. We'll wait just a little bit because we have a little exciting thing that we're going to include for you guys to be able to see when, when, you're, when you're in your cool down. We want to make sure you're still feeling strong for another 60 seconds and then we're going to have a good, strong cool down. I love also, Betsy, that you mentioned the pinning of the bib to the front because I've seen them in all sorts of different places and I know that it's okay, but ultimately it helps the race officials so much more um, to have you wear it on the front of your shirt. So ladies, that is such a great reminder to do that. And if you need help, there's gonna be plenty of volunteers on hand that day. Just make sure you have it with you. I actually usually though, again, the night before, I'll pin it to my shirt. 
so that in the morning, I just throw that shirt over my head and I don't have to worry about it that morning of because again, you're a little excited. You're a little jittery, maybe you're unsteady. You don't want to stick yourself with a safety pin. So doing it the day before where you feel a little bit more calm is always a good one. Now, there's a couple of other race day etiquette kind of things that we could talk about as well. But ladies, first and foremost, let's get into that cool down in three, two, and one. I want you to give yourself a big old pat on the back. And if you are rolling through with someone here, go ahead and give them a high five. We have five minutes to walk it out. Um, Always good to cool our bodies down just as it's important to warm our bodies up. But we're also going to have some more things to chit chat here about. So Betsy, what are the, some of the things that keep in mind about the course days? Cause something that I didn't know when I first ran my first 5k was to, um, give a little bit more, not to walk like two or three people wide because people need to get around you. And that's something that I didn't know of. And also that when I was running slower or walking slower to maybe go toward a little bit more towards the sides so that people can easily get around me on my left side. Are those other, are there other things that you could think of that the girls may need to know for that course? Yeah. So coach Christine, that is just so smart. Um, I think it's okay to have your soulmate, um, your buddy that you're running and walking with next to you, mm-hmm. but no more than two abreast, we call it. So it's okay if you're just behind them with another, another soulmate and you can still talk and have fun, but you don't want to take up too much room across the street. So man, that was great advice. Um, here's one you didn't mention. If you have to spit, and sometimes we runners have to spit to get some stuff out of our throat, go to the side of the road and spit because sometimes people don't and it's nasty. Oh. That's just that's just a true thing that really that, happens. That is true. I don't spit, but I do have I ha- I get a little snotty, so <laughs> I have had to perfect I have no. had to perfect some of that. So yes, I am very cautious not to not to make sure that it, it, it ends up on anyone else. I know, girls, if you're saying ill, it's true. It happens. So I'm glad <laughs> you mentioned it, Betsy. <laughs> Oh, yes. I had a race recently where that happened, and I can attest to the fact it is not fun. So please move to the side before anything. But it's okay Um, if you have to. It is okay if you have to. Yeah. Yeah. Happens to all of us. Yeah, it's natural. And um, piggybacking on what you both said about making sure that there's enough space between you and other runners so they can get around. If you're running along and maybe you get a little tired and you do decide to take a walk break that was planned or unplanned, going to the side, and also in a lot of races, raising your hand is a great way to signal to other runners or walkers that, hey, I'm slowing down. And then you just gradually pull back on the speed. That way, no one's running super fast behind you. And we we have a little little bump or anything of that nature. I do it even when I'm by myself, I've noticed. I've I've gotten so ingrained that I could be out by myself for a run and I'll just go ahead and put my hand in the air. And it looks like you're almost raising your hand to ask for permission to talk in class. But it just is such a great way for people to know that you are slowing down. You need to make sure that they don't run right into you. Now, I think we've, we've gotten close enough with just a couple more minutes to go, ladies. We are going to have the big race day reveal that you will, will be waiting for you at that finish line. Betsy, I'll let you let us know about what, what these ladies can expect as they cross that finish line triumphant after such an incredible season. Well, first of all, ladies, well, you'll be running toward the finish line and it's a long straight street. 
You're going to have people on the side of the road cheering for you and saying, go, go, go. You're going to cross that finish line. The best thing that you can do is raise your hands in the air because it'll make for a great picture. And then you're a little tired, but like Coach Shelby says, walk it out. So after you cross that finish line, you'll be walking. And all of a sudden, you're going to get that finisher's medal, ladies because you will have finished the 5K and Girls on the Run has a special medal for you. And then you'll get some water and you might get a banana and then you're just gonna have so much fun back in the post-race area, we call it, where the Girls on the Run's gonna have their special spot in the car. But don't just stop at the finish line because you wanna make sure your picture is awesome. Yeah, I love that triumphant raising your arms in the air. You can even practice it here. We have 30 more seconds, ladies. So raise your arms up in the air. You're triumphant. You finished up your workout. You stayed true even through the extended season. We are so, so proud of you and so grateful, Betsy, to have you here with us to get us hyped up and ready for that race day experience. It was lots of fun, and I can't wait to see all of you out there at the race on Saturday. Exactly. So we will see you soon, ladies. But in the meantime, go ahead and rehydrate, refuel, maybe spend a little bit of time stretching with those Yoga with Adrian videos that have been provided to you. And if you have any questions, reach out to your coach or your coordinator, and we will see you in just a few more sleeps. Talk to you soon.